Our Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello everyone. Hello Auntie Nat. Hello Auntie Cecily. Are you excited about our worship time today? Oh yes I am. And I know the girls and boys here are excited about all the children who are watching at home, aren't you? Yes. Now Auntie Nat, I know you want to say a big hello to someone who watches our program each week. Yes I do. I want to say a big hello to Kevin from Galway. Hello Kevin. Auntie Nat, where's Galway? Oh, Galway is in Ireland. Isn't it wonderful? We have kids from all around the world joining us. If you're joining in on our worship time, drop us a line to tell us from where you are from. Our address is on the screen as to how to contact us. Quick, write it down now. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. And we can't forget to say hello to Teddy too. Hello, Teddy. It's always nice to have you on the lounge with us. Now, Bethany, would you like to say a prayer for us to ask the Lord to be with us in our worship time? Yes. Dear Father, thank you for bringing us safely through another week. Thank you for the Sabbath. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Bethany. How was your week, Auntie Nat? I had a great week, Auntie Cecily. I'm so grateful for God's care over my family. How was your week? I had a really good week, but I always enjoy coming to the Sabbath. That's just my Mm. favourite day of the week. Now we've got our blessing box here. Let's have a look and see how we can bless somebody else this week. Anna, would you like to open it and read a blessing to us? Yes. Visit someone in their home who needs encouragement. That's a very thoughtful thing to do. Thank you, Anna. Do you sometimes visit someone who needs encouragement? Anna, when you're feeling down, what, what cheers you up? When friends encourage me with kind words. Oh yes, that's a very nice thing to do, isn't it? And how much better if we could do that for someone else? We know that that would make them feel better too. Mm. Yes, encouraging one another with kind words is a wonderful blessing. I think you have a blessing for us too, Aunt Cecily, to share with us. I do. Remember last Sabbath we spoke about God preparing a place for us in heaven. Now today I want to talk to you about how we can prepare for the heavenly promised land. Later in our Bible study, we're going to learn about how God fought a battle for Joshua by bringing down the walls of Jericho. Mm. One of the main ways we can prepare for heaven is to give our hearts to Jesus and to surrender our wills to him. And when we do this, God fights our battles for us. As we journey and grow with him, we don't need to fear. Just as God sent his angels to pull down those walls for Joshua, God will send his angels to protect and guide you in your Christian life. I want to leave you with another beautiful promise from the Bible found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. It says, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm, So we encourage you to give your heart to Jesus and to believe in God's promises. Amen. Thank you, Aunty Cecily, for sharing that with us. Jesus really wants us to give our hearts to him. 
Oh, Pastor Rick, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your talent with us and blessing us with your music. Thanks, Auntie Nat. Children, can we sing when we all get to heaven? Yes. Oh, great. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Can we please sing Trust and Obey? We certainly can. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. When we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust Can we please sing Rahab Believe? Yes, that's a lovely song. Rahab believed and God's grace she received When the Hebrew spies came into Jericho They gave her a sign T'was a long scarlet line To handle the world Thanks, Pastor Rick. Singing praise to God in song is just such an enjoyable part of our worship. Now it's story time again with Dr. John. I wonder what he has for us this time. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome back to story time and welcome to all the boys and girls watching everywhere. You know, long ago, our missionaries had to travel by boat. Today we can just get on an aeroplane and we can go to Fiji in four hours, New Guinea in three hours, Samoa in four and a half hours, it's so easy. But they used to have to go by boat and we never had a boat. And 100 years ago, they decided that they would build a special boat to go to the mission fields. And they asked somebody to make a model and this here, is the original architect's model of the Melanesia. Melanesia means black people or black places. And this boat was to sail. This is 100 years old. And my mother found it in the ceiling of a house that was being demolished. And she got up and had a look around and she saw the mast lying in the corner and she thought, what's that? And it was the Melanesia. 
And this boat is 100 years old. You know, it used to have a hole in the roof and boys and girls used to put pennies in. This boat used to go around all the churches. It doesn't look very good because when I got it, it was broken in two. And I had to glue it back together and a very clever man called Mr. Ray Fall, he's done all these twiddly bits, steering wheel, toilet, this is the cooking stove and this was the cabin and this was the winch and everything works. It had a motor underneath and this boat sailed everywhere right around the Pacific. It had a wonderful story. It has been sunk three times. The first time it was sunk when somebody went to the toilet and here's the toilet here and underneath was a plug and he was playing around and undid, undid the plug and in the morning when they got up and looked at the boat at the dock all they could see was the top of the mast. That person who went to the toilet wasn't very popular. You know, it sailed to the Solomon Islands, it sailed to New Guinea, it sailed to Fiji, it sailed to Samoa, it sailed all over the Pacific. They wanted a boat that didn't have too much uh, underneath so it could catch on reefs, and it had to be this long and it had to be that wide, but it was known to be a bit of a roller. The second time it sunk was during the war when the Japanese took it. And we don't know the story, but they fired a cannon at it and it made a hole and it sank. Many years ago, my grandfather went to the Solomon Islands and this is where he got this walking stick because they're such good carvers. And when he was rowing back to the boat, it was way out in the lagoon. There was a long, long rope attached to the front of the boat. And as he was rowing, as he was rowing, Pastor Turner was standing up in the front of the boat and he had his arms crossed as though he was a captain of the sea and my grandfather was rowing the boat. And he could see the long rope going to a coconut tree. And he knew it would catch Pastor Turner about there. And at the last minute, my grandpa ducked his head and Pastor Turner said, what's that? What are you doing? And my grandfather just said one word, shark. And he said that Pastor Turner got back to the boat before the rowing boat did. He was so frightened of the sharks. And you know, this boat sailed so many times. It was so faithful. We're going to hear about the man who is the captain. And finally, it got sunk the third time. It was sold and it went to a company in Fiji and he was trying to sail it from Fiji, Suva, to Kandavu Island, and it got into a big storm, anchors wouldn't hold, and it started to drift backwards. And it went onto the rocks, and it was sunk for the third and the last time. So many people learned to love the Lord Jesus because when they saw the Melanesia coming along into a lagoon, they said, God's people are here with us. We want to hear about Jesus and they love this boat. And that is the story of the Melanesia. Thank you, boys and girls. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. Have you got your Bibles ready? I hope you have. Come and join us as we read along together. 
Cecily, could you please say a prayer for us to open up our study? Yes, let's bow our heads. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for our Bibles. Please help us to understand what we read today. And we pray for a special blessing on the children and families who are watching with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Aunt Cecily. Now, last Sabbath, we spoke about Joshua and the children of Israel and how they went into the promised land. Bethany, what did God do so that they could go into the promised land? What did he do at the River Jordan? He opened the Jordan River. He did, didn't he? So that they could just walk straight through on the dry riverbed, didn't he? Yeah. All right. Now, Anna, you're going to read our first reading today. Let's begin our story in Joshua 6.1 as to what happens now. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Thanks, Anna. Now, Auntie Nat's got a little bit of background here about the city of Jericho. It was in lockdown. You know, they saw those children of Israel cross the River Jordan and they were terrified. You know, the city of Jericho, it was a very wealthy city. It was very large. Its walls were very high and very thick. And the people of Jericho worshipped an idol called Astaroth, who was the goddess of the moon. And this was the worst of idol worshipped in the land of Canaan. They did awful things. The people of Jericho knew what God had done for the Israelites and a lot of the countries round about knew. And there was only one person who decided to follow the true God. And who was that? We talked about her last week. Rahab. Rahab. Isn't that amazing? Of all the inhabitants of Jericho, Rahab was the only one that reached out and believed in the Israelites' God. Okay, but you know what? The rest of the people in Jericho chose not to do that, even though they knew the great things that God had done. So, Matthew, we're going to continue reading and find out what happened. Can you please read Joshua 6, 8 to 9, please? So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Mm, So how many priests were blowing the ram's horns? Seven. Seven. And we have a ram's horn right here and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. There was also some armed men of the, Israelite, of the Israelite army ready for war. And there was a piece of furniture that went with them. What was that? The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Now, Kate, we have got an Ark of a Covenant there, which we've showed on previous studies. Would you like to lift that blue cloth to show the children of, at home? Wow, isn't it beautiful? Okay, Kate, you can put the cloth back on now. Wherever that ark went in the travels, the blue cloth was always over the ark. Bethany, can you please read Joshua 6, 10 to 11? Yep. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he and the, had the ark of the... So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Thank you, Bethany. So they were not to make a sound when marching around that city. The only noise was the trumpets blowing and the marching of feet. 
How many times did they have to walk around the city of Jericho just on that first day? Yes, Matthew? Once. Once. Okay, Kate, can we continue reading on Joshua 6.14? And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp, so they did six days. So for six days they marched around the city of Jericho once each day. Do you think it must have looked a pretty strange sight? Mm. I think it did. And do you know what? The people in Jericho who were looking down on the walls of their fortified city, I don't think they could make head or tail of what was going on. It was a, probably a bit of a mystery to them, and I would say they were getting more terrified by each day. Mm. Okay, Caleb, let's see what happens on the seventh day. Can you please read Joshua 6, 15 to 16 and 20? But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early, about the dawning of the day, and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happens when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Mm. So how many times did they walk around the city of Jericho or march around the city of Jericho on that seventh day? Seven, seven times. Seven times. And at the end of the seventh circuit, they were allowed to speak and use their voices and shout and those ram's horns blowing and those walls came down. down. Wow. Do you think with those ram's horns, there were seven of them, all blowing at the same time and all shouting. Do you think that would have made a lot of noise? Yeah. We've got some special footage of that. James, can you show us that, please? Wow. So can you imagine that was just Mr. John blowing that with just one person? Could you imagine seven at the same time? That would have been a lot of noise, wouldn't it? Do you know what? All the children of Israel had to do was obey the instructions of God and God and the angels pull. God sent his angels, his mighty angels to pull those walls down. That's amazing, isn't it? God can do such wonderful things. Now, JJ. I'd like you to read Joshua 6:23, please. And let's see what happened to Rahab. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. So did Joshua keep the promise that the spies made to Rahab? Yes. Yes, he did. They honoured Rahab's faith that she had in their God and rewarded her for keeping the two spies safe. Now, Aunt Cecily, you're going to go to Hebrews 11 and read 30 to 31. And there are two faith statements there. Could you please read that for us? The first one is, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. And then by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. 
So faith played a big part, didn't it, in the lives of the people we've just read about. Mm. There were some more instructions that the Israelites had to obey when taking the city of Jericho. Anna, can you please read Joshua 6, 18 to 19, please? And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the Israelites, they were not to take any treasures from the city of Jericho for themselves. All the treasures were for God's storehouse. If they did take anything for themselves, it would put a curse on the whole camp. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, and see what they shine on the verse. Matthew, you're going to read that for us today. Can you do that? Thank you. The Israelites had not gained the victory by their own power. The conquest had been wholly the Lord's. That which could not be destroyed by fire, the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and of iron, was to be devoted to the service of the tabernacle. Thank you, Matthew. So because God had fought the battle for them, all the treasures that belong that all the treasures belonged to God alone and were to be used for the sanctuary service. But something happened. Joshua, in his excitement of the successful battle of Jericho, forgot to consult God when making plans to overtake the town of Ai. The Canaanites of Ai defeated them and 36 people died. Let's read what Joshua does. Bethany, can you please read Joshua 7, 6, please? Yeah. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. So Joshua in his distress and grief lay on his face before the Ark of the Covenant all day. Let's see what happens, Kate. Can you read seven? Joshua 7, 10 to 12, please. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up, why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and they have both stolen and deceived, and they have put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you any more, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Oh dear. So God is informing Joshua that there is a sin in the camp, and that someone has brought treasures from the city of Jericho to use for their own personal use. Now, what did God say? He said not to steal anything from the city of Jericho, didn't he? Yeah. He wanted it all in his, his sanctuary. God warns Joshua that he will not be with them until the man who is found, who stole God's first fruits. You know what? Joshua eventually found out that the man's name was Achan. Let's see what Achan tells Joshua. Caleb, can you please read Joshua seven twenty one? When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. 
And there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. So Achan was the only one of over a million people who had disobeyed. He had coveted, meaning he wanted and stole what was not his. He didn't just steal from anyone, he actually stole from God. He put the whole encampment in danger and Achan actually died for his sin. Let's read our memory verse. We're going to go to Luke 12, 15. And for the children at home, Luke is in the New Testament. Luke 12, 15. And take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. So God does not want us to covet. He wants us to be content with what we already have. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth than what we have studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He has posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Boys and girls, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath we're going to study about something that stands still. Ooh. I wonder if you can work that out. We look forward to studying that with you next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes, boys and girls, are you ready to do that? Let's read together. Luke 12, 15. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Guess what, Auntie Nat? We've nearly finished our worship time again already. Oh, our time will go so quickly. Kate, what did you learn about the King this week? That Jesus wants us to give him our hearts so we can prepare for heaven. Oh, yes, he does. He doesn't want anyone to miss out. Boys and girls, are you ready to sing our blessing song to the children at home? Yes. Okay, let's do that. Let's turn around.
get to heaven because I can hang out with Jesus. I can't wait to get to heaven so I can see God's wonderful nature. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because we are able to live forever. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.